0: Greetings in the precious name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We are so happy to be able to come uh, before you and to share with you in the Word of God. God is still good in the midst of what we are going through. He is still the good and great God that does all things well. And we're just glad today for what he is doing and the ways that he's making for us. On tonight, amen. I was thinking on the other day, amen, about what we have been going through. And I tell you, everybody have been going through quite a bit. But God let us know that we are still in control in the earth. Regardless of what's going on, God's people are always in control. And we are glad of that. Tonight, I want to address you about prayer and fasting. Amen. The power to take back. The power to take back. And we are so grateful for the Lord giving us that ability to have that power that we can take back. Isn't God wonderful? Amen. Yes, He is. He is a God, amen, of a second chance. And we are so happy for Him and for what He is doing. So we want you to, amen, let us work together in Christ Jesus that we can be exactly what he is calling for. In the book of Matthew chapter 17 and verse 21, reading from the New King James Version it says, however, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. This kind do not go out except by prayer and fasting. We have majored on the word of God for centuries and have learned so many things along the way. We are just beginning to step into the obedience of regarding the discipline of prayer today. But fasting remain a rarely practiced mystery to the modern church. It is here that we find the principal keys to going beyond the in, uh, in filling of the Holy Spirit to tap the power of the Spirit. Amen. Because we want to be uh, in the Spirit because we know Jesus said on himself, the flesh profit nothing. In other words, it looks good from the outside. But the only thing gonna give us what we really need is gonna be the power of the Holy Ghost. And in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter number 10, verses 3, three through including six, reading from the King James text, it says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down a stronghold, casting down imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Amen. And, and that is important because the devil comes after us so many times. And it's amazing the things that change in our lives because of our thinking, because the devil, amen, would give you all kinds of imagination. And if you imagine something long enough, it becomes true to you. Therefore, we want to keep ourselves out of the rim of the flesh so that we can walk in the spirit. Since our weapons, therefore, our victories are not found in the natural realm of the flesh and blood, our enemy, the devil, will try often as he can to get us into the natural or the fleshly mode, amen, of battle and struggle. He wants you to fight him in the flesh, but we, we gotta realize we can't fight him in the flesh, we have to be in the spirit of God, amen. The most effective way for you and me to put our flesh in its place and walk in the spirit is to fast and pray. If the son of God fasted and prayed for power in his ministry, why should you and I think we are exempt brother, from these things? Jesus, amen, expected us to fast and pray. Amen. I think sometimes we forget that we're still on the earth ministering, trying to get to heaven. We want heaven on earth. But let me tell you, the Bible says, they that will live godly must suffer persecution. Amen. But it's not Real suffering because we know where we are going. So the pain is not so severe when you know, hey amen, you're gonna be with the Lord and see him face to face. In the book of Matthew, notice there, he says in Matthew chapter 6, verse uh 5 through 7, he does not say when you feel like praying. No, he said, three times when you pray. In the same way, Jesus did not say, if you someday decide to try to fast, although you know it's almost impossible for you, uh, in Matthew 6, 16 and 17, he said, no, he said when you fast. He does not give us the option not to fast. He considered it to be such a natural part of the Christian life that he told the disciples and their uh, critics uh, that prayer and fasting would be a part of their lives after he left them. Nothing has changed since he said these words. If you are a Christian, then you pray. If you are a Christian, then you fast. Amen. God wants to release a devil anointing in us so that we can bring that, amen, authoritative word of healing, deliverance, and restoration. The devil, amen, is trying to hinder the saints of God. Amen. But we we are God's ambassadors put here on earth We are God's gatekeepers. And therefore, amen, we got to stand up and declare righteousness. Amen. Don't minimize yourself. Amen. Anybody that have the spirit of God is great. And you are something to deal with because the power of God is on the inside of you. And what the devil wants to do is to drag your attention from God and place the emphasis on yourself. Honey, don't worry about those kind of things. Amen. You are somebody. You've been called and anointed by God, He bankrupted heaven to bring you to the rim of salvation. And therefore, we need to stand up. He has given us everything we need. I would you would just tell somebody right now. I'm not saying you feel it, because sometimes you feel the lowest. But you need to just text somebody right now and say, I got what I need. And matter of fact, when you get up in the morning time, keep on saying it, I got what I need. The devil want to put in your mind, you are not enough. Isn't that what he did to Adam? He, God had given Adam everything that he needed. Adam was so smart that without taking the first class, he was able to name all the species of the earth. He did it because God had given him that ability. And then the devil, after having all of that, walked with God, saw him, and spoke to him face to face. The devil came up and persuaded him that you are not enough. Don't let no demon from hell tell you that you're not enough. You've been bloodwashed. Bought by sacrifice of Christ. Therefore, you are somebody. So what you got to do now is stop apologizing from being what God told you to be and just be what God desire you to be. Amen. And so therefore, we want to make sure that we stay in line with what God has for us. Uh, the disciples, after Jesus had went away, they demonstrated that same power Amen. They demonstrated. They watched Jesus when he was on earth. But the same Holy Ghost that moved in Jesus was the same Holy Ghost that moved in the apostles. And they did great work. Amen. So the life-changing benefit of fasting. Let's look at some of the life-changing benefits of fasting. All right. In the book of Isaiah chapter number 58, verses 6 through and including 12. Amen. Isaiah chapter 58, verses 6 through and including 12. I'm reading from the King James text. Is not this the path that I have chosen? Look what it's going to do. Loose the veins of weakness to undo the heavy burden and to let the oppressed go free and that you break every yoke. Not some of them break every yoke. Is not this to deal thy bread to the hungry and thou bring the poor that are cast out to thy house? When thou seest the naked, thou cover him and that thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh. Then shall thy light break forth as morning. That means it to get dark sometime, but when you have done it, If you're fasting and got your flesh under, your your, your light going to break forth as morning and thy health shall spring forth speedily and thy righteousness shall go forth before thee and the glory of the Lord shall be thy reward. Then shall I call and the Lord shall answer thee. Thou shalt cry and he shall say, here I am. If thou take away from the midst of thee the yoke, the putting forth of the finger and speaking vanity, if thou draw out the soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then shall thy light rise in obscurity and thy darkness be as the noonday. And God shall guide thee continually and satisfy thy soul in drought, and make fat thy bones, and thou shalt be like a watered garden, and like a spring of water, whose water fail not. Verse 12. And they that shall be of thee shall build the old waste places. Thou shalt rise up the foundation and of many generations, and thou shalt be called the repair of the breach, the restore a path to dwell in. And that's one of the reasons why God had placed on my heart, amen, about fasting. Because how can we repair the breach if you don't see nothing broken? How can we restore the path to dwell in when we think everything is all right? But what has happened to the church? We have drifted away from God. I wonder right now, can you just think about what you have lost, amen, since you've been saved? Most of us don't even know what we have lost because we are not using the power that God has given us. You can't restore it until you know you've lost it. Hallelujah. But when you start thinking, amen, about what God has done for you and your deliverance, you start getting to the praise of the Lord. Where's the joy I used to have? my God where is the fact I used to speak through things and they changed? why is my patience when I used to wait on God what has happened to us we have moved so far from the spirit and we have moved into the flesh realm. we are setting down and letting our children go to hell because we think that drugs got more power than God but brothers and sisters that we would turn down our plates and call all on the name of the Lord, let me tell you, no demon in hell can compete with you if you would just turn your plate down, fast and pray before God. I want you to get mad at the devil, Amen. Just like somebody that broke in your house and stole your stove, your TV, and all that stuff, you would be kind of angry. But let me tell you something: the devil had taken more from us than a stove and a refrigerator. We have connection with the most high God who has born us out of darkness into his marvelous light. And we are his witnesses, saith the Lord. He has taken our testimony. We don't even talk to sinners no more. Hallelujah, glory to God. We are ashamed sometimes in the group to say, I am a child of God. But we need to get this flesh under. Get that flesh under. You remember, sin came because Satan, he rose the appetite of the flesh. Amen. And if he did it then, he wouldn't do it again. Now look, there are 12 benefits of fasting, all right? One is revelation. God gives you revelation. The next is healing and wholeness come from fasting and praying righteousness amen the presence of the second of glory of god i mean you can be in a room huh i have experienced this kind of glory when god come in and it's almost like you can see him but he reveals himself in you all right number five answered prayer when it can't get through no other way turn that plate down And he said, when we call, he will answer our prayer. All right, then continuous guidance, amen, amen. Then contentment will come as we fast and pray. Number eight, refreshing. Number nine, strength. Number 10, work that endure like an everlasting flowing spring. Number 11, raising up a future generation. And that's what we got to do, raise another generation. And I tell you, when I think about in the time that I have lived, some of the things that we took for granted, now they have just disappeared. Where is the respect? The respect is gone. The world used to have respect. But the world has lost respect and so many people in the church have lost their respect as well. Why? Because we're walking, we're just watching the the world and what they do and you were one step away from them and you think you all right. No, no, no. I want everything that God says I'm supposed to have and be what he wants me to be. God is dependent on me. Can you say right now, God is depending on me. All right. Whatever you're going through, it won't last. Say it again. God is depending on me. You make a difference. All right. Number 11, raising up a future generation. Number 12, restoration. He will restore you. Now, I want to look at nine reasons for fasting. Nine reasons reason for fasting, all right? Number one, we fast in obedience to God's word. In the book of Joel, chapter two, verse number 12 in in NCV, it says, the Lord says, even now, come back to me with all your heart. Go without food and cry and be sad. Amen. And in the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 6, 4 through 7, but in every way we show we are servants of God and accepting many hard things, in trouble and difficulty, and in great problems. We are beaten and thrown into prison. We meet those who become upset with us and start riots. We work hard and sometimes we get no sleep or food. Now, these are the apostles. We show we are servants of God by pure lives, our understanding, patience, kindness, by the Holy Spirit, by true love, by speaking the truth and by God's power, we use our right living to defend ourselves against everything. Then in Matthew chapter number nine, verse 15 in Jesus answered, the friends of the bridegroom are not sad while he is with them, but when the time shall come when the bridegroom would have been taken from them and then they will give up eating or they will fast. Number two, we fast to humble ourselves before God and obtain his grace and power. Sometimes to kill that spirit of pride that's left in us. We might not got much, but God knows we got a whole lot of pride. The, 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 the worst thing you can do is to live a life in pride. Let the pride go. And sometime to kill your flesh, you have to go into fasting and praying to kill your flesh. Amen. So that we can be humble and obedient and we can receive the grace and power of God. James said in James 4.10, do not be too proud in the Lord's presence. And he will make you great. Number three, we fast to overcome temptation in areas that keep us from moving into God's power. Amen. We pray and we fast so that we can overcome those temptations. And sometimes we got these little, little, little things that we do over and over. And sometimes when you get to the place that you think, I'm going to move on in God, Satan will take that little thing and bring it back up. You do something, you don't have no business, and then you got to start all over again. You're almost ashamed to come to God in prayer. But let's fast and pray. Whatever is there, God will take that thing away from you. And then you can feel consecrated before God. You can feel that I can. Do the will of God, because if your conscience condemn you, then God is greater than your conscience. So we want to get rid of all of that stuff. So we said the appetite was Satan's first entrance into the world. Therefore, we got to come against that appetite. If you manage your appetite, then you can manage the rest of your life. Is it easy? No. Amen. It's not easy. Amen. Look like the days when you go to fasting, everything comes. The person that don't never bring nothing to work bring everything to work and is free. We want to make sure that appetite don't get in the way. And sometimes the reason why we backslide is because we want something worse than we want God. That's why that thing within their flesh, I got it, you got it. If we don't kill it, if we don't kill it, it will get in the way and you can't get done for God what you want to get done. Amen. The first main Adam fell under the, the best condition. The second main Adam overcame under the worst condition. Why? He fasted 40 days and 40 nights. After the devil had tempted Jesus in the wilderness in every way, he left him to wait until a better time. And don't worry about it. He'll come back again. You got something for him because that part of you is dead. Amen, I can make it in Christ Jesus. You know what? I think like this. What choice do I have? Either I'm going to submit to God and go back with him, or either I'm going to be the devil and going to hell. And I know you say, well, you're dead, you're done. No, that's not true. The same promise that God made us about heaven, he made those same promises about hell. If you die without Christ, if you die in disobedience to God, less than five seconds after your death, you are aware and conscious that I'm going to an everlasting burning hell. And though the undertaker can pose the body and you look like you're sleeping and resting, there is no rest. Die these. Die. And he was tormented in the flame and saying, send ladders that he can dip his finger in some water and cool my tongue. So brothers and sisters, you don't have a choice. Do me a favor and text somebody say, you don't have a choice. You got to live this thing. All right? We fast, number four, we fast to be uh, purified from sin, and to help others become purified as well, I can't help you get out your sin if I haven't got out of mine, right? So we want to fast and pray. In other words, you see people's condition, and you start praying for them. In the book of Daniel, chapter nine, starting in verse five through uh, three through five, then I turned to the Lord God and prayed and asked Him for help. I did not eat any food. To show my sadness, I put on rough clothes and sat in ashes. I prayed to the Lord my God and told him about all of our sin. I said, Lord, you are a great God who who caused fear and wonders. You keep your agreement of love with all who love you and obey your commandment. But look at verse five. We, but we have sinned and done wrong. We have been weakened and turned again from you, your commandments and your law. Sometimes when you're praying, when you see everything going on around you, you have to conclude yourself, Lord, we've sinned i have be praying that prayer long time with all of this stuff that's going on. I said, Lord, we have sinned, we need your presence. Because the Bible says, amen, if my people that are called by my name would humble themselves and pray, then will I heard from heaven, I will heal the lame. All right. Number five, we fast to become weak before God so that God's power can be strong. Man, we fast to become weak before God so that God's power can be strong, all right? Fasting is a choice for God and against flesh. When you fast, you are making a conscious inward choice Demonstrated by an outward act that you want God's power to flow through you, not your own. You want God's answer and not your own answer. And then we look at Second Corinthians chapter 12. I beg the Lord three times. This is the Apostle Paul when he had that thorn in his flesh, I begged the Lord three times to take the problem away from me. But he said to me, my grace is enough for you. When you are weak, your power is made perfect in you. So I am very happy to brag about my weakness that Christ power and come alive in me. For this reason, I am happy when I have weakness, insults, hard times, suffering, and all kinds of trouble for Christ. Because when I am weak, that's when I'm strong. Oh, bless the Lord. Number six, we fast to obtain God's support in order to accomplish his will. All right? So when they would send out the apostles, they would pray over them first and then send them out. And great miracles was wrought by the apostles because they had, had prayer laid on their hand, and then they went out and God worked with them and they saw great miracles. All right, number seven, we fast in time of crisis. In the book of Esther, we know the story about Esther. Amen, Mordecai told her, if you keep quiet, someone else will help and save the Jewish people, but you and your father's family will all die. Who knows that you may have been chosen queen for such a time as this, do me a favor. Amen. Text somebody, tell them, I'm chosen for such a time as this. Amen. You got to feel chosen. I'm just not somebody. Amen. I am special, called out by God and ordained by the Holy Ghost to do the will of God. And then he said, then this is what she said. Go and get all the Jews people. She said together for my sake, give up eating. Don't eat or drink for three days, night and day. I and my servant girls will also give up eating. Then I will go to the king, even though it is against the law. If I die, I die. You got to find something that's <laughs> greater than living. Amen. You need something greater than living. What did you say? Something greater than living. Isn't this why Jesus went to the cross? Isn't that why the apostles were beaten, pulled asunder by horses? Why? They found something greater than this life. They found the light to come. Number eight. We pass in seeking God's direction. In the book of Ezra, chapter 8, verses 21 through 23, this is what he said. Thereby the canal announced we would all give up eating and humble ourselves before our God. We would ask God for a safe trip for ourselves, our children, and all our possessions. I was ashamed to ask the king for soldiers and horses to protect us from enemies on the road. We had said to the king, our God helps everyone who obey him. But he is very angry with all who reject him. So he had opened his mouth and told this, whole what God's going to do. And then, now he's put on the spot. It's proven time now. But because they had fasted and prayed, verse 23, so we gave up eating and prayed to our God about our trip, and he answered our prayer. Number nine, we fast for understanding and divine revelation. Well, until next time, may God bless you real good. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.